0: The Land Bulletin Podcast is sponsored by Murr Ranch Group, serving buyers and sellers of legacy ranches and sporting properties with conservation values since 2005.
1: Welcome to the Land Bulletin Podcast, where we discuss a wide range of topics impacting landowners, ranchers, and future land buyers. I'm your host, Haley Murr. Last week, we went over the first half of the MRG Top 10 of 2022. Today, I'll continue my conversation with Ken Murr as we review the top news and issues of the year and how many of these challenges will continue to be a part of ranch ownership. We will also be looking at some of the successes and stories of our friends and colleagues from last year. Let's see what we discovered. That's a great segue into our... Sixth top topic that we really focused on is an innovative way to win. So maybe you don't want to necessarily use agriculture like we were discussing previously as your main source of income, but you're looking for some type of avenue to improve the investment that you put in and making sure it is a sound investment. What's really neat about the industry today and the market space is there are a lot of innovative things happening that. Um, will improve your overall investment. That will bring income. And it was really great to have Eric O'Keefe on earlier this year, the editor of the Land Report, um, because he has been a lot on a lot of these properties that are having some of these new operations that happen, entrepreneurial monetization strategies of the leading landowners. Like he, one of the things we were looking at was experimental exploration, hospitality.
0: Yeah, a little tourism and things of that Mm -hmm. nature.
1: So we looked at Ted Turner's reserve down in southern uh, Colorado and uh, northern New Mexico. There's some really cool things happening down there that um, maybe you can't implement at that large of a scale, but you can implement in your own way on your own property.
0: Yeah, we're seeing, right, we're seeing, you know, from a kind of hospitality, recreation, tourism, you know, limited scale to upper scale. You know, we're seeing new businesses even putting up like private camping grounds, you know, and those can go on parts of of land that maybe you're not utilizing as well. And there's opportunities there, you know, so there's other, you know, there's always traditional hunting and and fishing revenue and things from a recreational standpoint, we're seeing groups doing backcountry skiing. Mm -hmm. You know, so those are all kind of of, uh, physical uses uh, of it, but then you get into the ecosystem Kind of conservation finance issues,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, uh, working with Ben Guion who works with with us now, uh, in, you know, on some of the, his habitat uh, banks that he's created to create mm-hmm. income. I'm protecting the prevalent jumping jumping lines, which was just, just won an award this year.
1: And and just a, a quick plug: we're having him on next week's podcast. So, oh, is that right? If you want to learn more about mitigation banks and um, how to create income in if your ranches. Is- you yeah, know, it's, set up it's
0: amazing, and, yeah. you know, and, and again, knowing what your timeline is on, on creating those things, but if you have the patience and you want to go through it, it's, it's wonderful. You know, there's wetland mitigation. Then there's the carbon sequestration. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a wild, wild west right now out there and be cautious right now, but we're, we're getting the top experts in that. that we'll be running some additional uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really cool. And, and these are things that you're doing that are just benefiting. the rain Right. right and you're getting paid. I I was like, okay, that doesn't take me long to figure that one out.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's things, I mean, that's, what's so exciting about being a landowner today is you don't have to depend on the agricultural production. I mean, that granted, that is one of the most important things for the viability and health of your property is to work the land. But if, you know, that's not the only thing you want to do, there's all these other options. Another thing that we discussed and had an article about was that virtual fencing concept about mm-hmm. you know how to use technology in order to be a little bit more effective and sufficient with you know cavalry yeah, you, you, you think about it. Mm-hmm.
0: fencing you know uh, you know it's been there a long time and it, even studying barbed wire and the history of barbed wire is very fascinating but you know you get in these wild to wild areas and you know Putting up fencing, they're all being knocked bound by elk and everything else, and it becomes a real becomes an impediment and, and difficult. And how do you integrate, especially your are bordering wilderness areas and you're bordering national forests or public lands, and you're relying on fencing, and it can be very costly. But putting these collars, I, I mean, I had all these images of putting collars on cows, and what a I did fun.
1: too. <laughs> it, yeah,
0: right. Yeah, uh, some sci-fi kind of scenario, but it's not quite that bad. And it's really, really fascinating Mm -hmm. because now you can do most of this management
1: virtually from
0: your computer screen Mm
1: -hmm. and managing
0: and and not having that. So it's, I think there's really some, the the road ahead from that standpoint is where tech is really going to be helping uh, a very non-tech business.
1: And we'll we'll have, I'm excited because this year we're going to have some virtual fencing experts on. We're also going to be having some, you know, solar experts on how to, you know, use solar to run ranches, that kind of thing. So yeah, we there's win, uh, innovation. All. There's a lot going on. It's right. exciting. And then another thing that we focused in on our top 10 blog was one of our bigger successes this year was uh, helping DU find their mountain campus. Right. Which was really exciting because uh, I know you are a, a former PIO Daniel Carter, former Pio, my yeah. boyfriend, former Pio. So, a pioneer
0: for people who don't know.
1: <laughs> so, so went to DU. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But it was neat because Jared and Daniel were able, they represented DU and they landed on a really remarkable property, the Magic Sky Ranch,
0: which and, I don't think it was really listed at the time. And so,
1: yeah,
0: it, you know, those are things. It, it's really, as you come and look at these things, I look at the history and I was even talking, you know, with Mallory earlier about this, it, it's uh, the joy is not only the dollars and the big sales. It's really helping somebody out to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, for them to work with DU and do that, you know, I wasn't as engaged with them. But that's the beauty of having great brokers who do good work. Mm-hmm. They can handle that. And, and Jared had worked with DU before on a very difficult project in Wyoming. He was very successful in helping them out. And of course, they came back and said, "Hey, we'd like to hire you guys again to help us find some campus." And, and, uh, and Daniel jumped in, and I, you know, number one, so is collaboration that we offer with the firm, but it also is very—it's just cool to, to, to be able to help you in that situation, mm. uh, taking a property that was already kind of like a Girl Scout camp at once, and just reutilize that. So we're not taking something that wasn't building.
1: Good. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're, you're right. We're, we're, you know, they're going to be able to do studies and continue to provide education to people to understand impacts on, on you know, these areas, and and so that's wonderful. D has had a great impact here in Colorado and all these universities too in, in Colorado do a lot. I mean, just even watching Thank last you. night with CSU mm-hmm. and their amazing program And it's just you know really heartwarming. So. And I've worked with a lot of people who are professors there and are on different boards and are doing uh S2 innovation. But beyond just working with DU, again, you know, just helping people to do certain things. It's just mm-hmm. really and and, and, and and the relationships we've developed are, are just wonderful.
1: And it was a really prime example of kind of the knowledge base of both those brokers that helped with it and finding it. Cause as you said previously it wasn't off-market property. So um, being able to find that diamond in the rough and, yeah. and working with that buyer as long as they did, that was, it was cool. It was. Well, it was I remember being
0: listed like 10 years ago or 15, you know, and it's so funny, you know, you know. I just wish I knew how better to take what this filing cabinet in here <laughs> and, and, and somehow put it somewhere because, you know, you retain this for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of working, not to tot our own horn, but, we've been around a while and working with lots of different clients Mm -hmm. in lots of different areas. I think, you know, I can go on a lot about, you know, like DUs and other transactions, but I think we'll talk a little bit too about what it is to work with, you know, these old friendships and things like that.
1: Yeah. It's big. That's what (laughs) we've Friends are important and colleagues and keeping those. Um, Well, we'll go on to then just another thing that our number eight of our top 10 um, is the value proposition that we are facing in the market today. Mm-hmm. Um, as you alluded to, I will not allude to your age, but you've been in this space for 30 years plus. Mm-hmm. 2022 and 2021, parts of it, we saw values that we've never seen before. I mean, we pride ourselves in how we value properties. We have incredible relationships with appraisers, but you know, we saw values like we've never seen. But we were also able... Um, to find buyers willing to pay those values, so it was this interesting market. Um, and I mean, we can talk a little bit at length about that. But you know, we sold our top sale of the year was in Jackson Hole this year. It was you know, yeah. two hundred acres for thirty
0: five million. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, one of our top sales, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I believe that was a top sale in Jackson, at least, which is saying a lot for a place like Jackson Hole. But you, you know i don't know if it's so much the the values but everything crept up but this has been a, a up market in 2013 right right and most people at least of my ilk thought that this in 2020 was not going to be a boom but you know certainly it, it was and, and part of it was the uh, COVID and people can work from wherever you know stock markets at a certain level all this thing fueled this return to these unique properties and and really what it continues to fuel is, is the lack of inventory right now right i think we're, we're at a historic low inventories uh, right now i, I think that will be changing here um, slowly it's not going to all happen right away but i've told a lot of clients this that with that inventory loss we're not seeing you know um if you look at a lot of the residential markets some of the office markets and other things they're down they're mm-hmm. down in a lot of, in some of its interest rate driven and certainly with the ultra high net worth investors they're just kind of generally speaking immune from those those particular issues. and then again still but the, but we are really at historic low inventory levels for what I consider kind of class A you know good property well situated Especially some of these mountainous type properties that may have water right. rights near national forests, near resort markets, like that no, those things are, are really doing still well. And I mean, you know, look at the stuff we just did in Route County and got three properties under contract in less than you know a couple months.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to
0: say. Of uh, relisting these properties, uh, looked at a property yesterday and another the market for a client. Just listed. We're doing due diligence and found out it was under mark, under contract. So uh, these are things that we're being faced with, and it's more important than ever to really get down to understand, you know, can't jump at everything right away, be patient still in some of these decisions, but if you really want something, you better, you know, and, and this is where we can help, you know, at least accelerate, you know, uh, that educational opportunity right. to do, you know, to understand what's going on. Uh, but I've been interviewed by, you know a lots of different appraisers and, and what we're seeing from our, our trends but we do believe we're not seeing as many deals deal flow that partly to do with with the lack of inventory um but you know i think that there's going to be a little bit of, of a slowdown i'm hoping a return to normalcy you know that will impact the brokerage community especially those who really added 200 people all of a sudden you know they're right. going to be Looking for a job because they can't. There's no inventory to sell. So. Right. But we're, we're 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 positioned well from that because we'll still do our. Also, we have a vital assistance to clients in helping on public land issues to ranch management, and we're developing more of our our service set.
1: If especially, it's, it's a really good market for a buyer too. So just, and that's where because the low inventory. Not again, tout our own horn, but low inventory, not necessarily knowing when things are coming available, knowing what's out there, having a broker to help you kind mm-hmm. of navigate that and be ready and ready, readily available to jump on things as they do come available, I think it's huge. And, we'll, we'll yeah, see and having that. a broker
0: knowing, having the diversity of knowing a property here, you know, say it's up in Steamboat, but no, also knowing Telluride and also knowing Durango and also knowing, you, you know, Jackson or, Wheatland or, you know, so you having those people with the knowledge.
1: Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So we'll see more of that in 2023, I am Mm -hmm. sure. Another thing that we focused on in 2022 is one of, I think, your favorite topics coming from Gary, Indiana area Mm -hmm. (laughs) and falling in love with the West and moving out here and starting your lives here is the ethos, the Western ethos. Um, not only is Western land different than the rest of the country, so is the culture. You know, we we had one of our favorite people on, Ed Roberson. He has his own podcast, uh, Mountain and Prairie. And I know you guys talked at length about some of the books that inspired you, some of the, you know, the movies that inspired you to come out here. But it was um, interesting to have him on. And then we had Rose Frederick, the curator of course, Western on. We also um, talked came, to her last night. Yep. Yeah, which was great. introduced
0: me to Don Cohen, an artist uh, who I just love.
1: It's this untangible, land is tangible. You know, it's mm-hmm. this, it's this thing that is out there that you can see that you can, you know, feel the soil in your hands. I always say my friends, they talk about meta and, you know, the, Bitcoin and the metaverse and all these things. I'm like land is Mm -hmm. the only thing where you can still hold it and you need to hold it or else it's not a thing. (laughs) But what I'm kind of going with is the ethos is not something tangible. It's something, it's a feeling. It's Mm -hmm. when we were in the room last night with the citizen of the West and being surrounded by these people that care about this place so much. Mm -hmm. um, Like I just got chills just thinking about it. It's, it's different than other parts of the country of the world. Um, yeah. So to dive into some of those, I mean, uh, we talked about the cowboy poetry. Um, we, you know, the Coors Western art exhibit and sale. There's all these really interesting ways of educating yourself about the West through different mediums. Um, so that was kind of fun to finally like itch that thing that we've been talking about for so long.
0: Well, I think uh I think there's still this abiding nature of, uh, of why people do it. There is this mystery allure um, about the West mm-hmm. and, and go West young man and all those ideas and the homestead homesteading acts to the, uh, you know, Native American plights and issues and that you grow up with. And, um, and you realize that it's a little different than what you thought. Mm-hmm. when you grow up and say some of those things, but, but, uh, the national parks and the public lands and just the escape um, you know coming from where I came from and saying, wow, Colorado, I actually I could live there and and, right. uh, and and I had no idea but you know and it also relates to land ownership and those kind of functions but um, the culture is really a, still a drive for me and, and, and uh, well I got a lot of windshield time um, and when I could see somebody reflect what I see and it creates that emotional connection pretty cool um, aspect of it. You know, we collect the Native American art to all kinds of, all kinds of things. And so I think it's people too. the, there's more and more writing about it. And I think, you know, we're inspired by different ways and how we connect to that, but that's okay. I mean, right. that's good. That, that, that may, maybe creates that caring nature too, that goes with, you know, the investment aspect of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And as you said, I know we've, we've said it before, but land is kind of art. We're we're art dealers, and we are connecting um, our clients with not only land and investment, but a feeling too. So that's kind I mean, of that. Yeah,
0: I love being all the national Western deals because it really brings me people from all over. Mm-hmm. You bring in different artists with the Coors Western Art Show. Uh, my problem is I tend to buy something every year, <laughs> um, and, and then, like you said last night, you've got Republican and Democrat governors who work in Wyoming who are just. Good friends, and mm-hmm. you also get lessons learned on how to work together and uh, mm-hmm. how to stay friends. And uh, so, yeah, it's really it's 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 cool. And just watching, the, it, it, there's a, so much appreciation for the land. And like I said, you don't have to be the cowboy. Cause I ain't. You know, <laughs> i learned how to ride horses, which I've done, and joined. The yes. I've done different things. My friends have taught me how to be a better hunter, to be a better skier. But it was part of the ethos that brought me here that connects me to it.
1: Yeah. And it's so I, I think next, even this year in 2023, we'll continue to have artists on. We'll continue to have these other types of thought leaders in kind of that space too, which I'll be excited about. And I know you'll yeah, be on so. as a as as a guest as well. So you can add your own How to build your
0: art collection to the books that 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 are are fun reading um, Mm -hmm. uh, to events that you can attend that you won't see anywhere else.
1: I mean, even go to
0: rodeos and it's just you know they're they're going to brandings and then more people need to go to brandings. Yeah, which is a really awesome experience.
1: We were talking to a landowner yesterday, and he was saying he was surprised that uh, you know everyone keeps talking about Yellowstone, but. Mm he was saying that they actually did a good job of representing what a branding actually is. Right. You know? Except but, for the
0: music in the background. and stuff. Like right.
1: That. He said, but, but when we do branding, there's no, there's no music.
0: <laughs> I tell a story of my first branding, which occurred in my thirties, probably or forties. And I was a Wrangler, you know, I don't, you know, and, and they put me out there and I'm, I'm, I'm using all the wrong techniques and things like that. You know, the third cow, I'm like, gosh, how many more do you got to do? And I said, 150. <laughs> my arms were all like going. Oh my god! Can I you give me you whatever were. you're giving those cows as an injection? <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but I had to learn that. It, it, eating the dust and all that—it it was great. It was it's great.
1: good. It's the West. You got to get dirty before you can have fun. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. And then just kind of our last topic that we discussed, our top ten is mm-hmm. you know the relationships and the friends and the connections we've made at MRG. We're blessed here at Murray Ranch Group to have befriended so many incredible people over the years. And in turn, through this podcast and other mediums, we've been able to share their insights with everyone here on the live stream today and listening on the podcast. Um, in the past year, for example, we've connected with conservationist and podcaster Ed Robertson, who used to actually work with us. And he um, is the host of the uh, Mountain and Prairie podcast, which my- It's awesome. One, it's, it's amazing. Awesome.
0: It's so cool. <laughs> I right.
1: try to do him proud with how I host this, yeah. but he is
0: <laughs> the king
1: of the podcast. Um, yeah. So we were so grateful to have him on. Um, to Western Landowners Alliance Executive Director, Leslie Allison, who does an incredible job for WLA. Don't be
0: Don't um, be so smart in that area. You can learn a lot from her.
1: Yep. To to Harriet Lamare um, who exactly. is one of our greatest and dearest friends, who's working on, you know, conservation and, um, you know, preservation on an urban level um, with, through community activism and all of that. Yeah,
0: yeah the Highland Canal is, you know, one of the top trails, I think, a landmark thing in the United States, really. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to share this because we're all working in kind of different areas and we can share these kind of things that we've experienced and learned. And so it's fun working with them, you know, and getting back to some of the things that, you know, working on certain transactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, for instance, we had the joy of this, Bob and Maggie Taylor of the Lone Tree Ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's become, you know, a great friend. And I knew him through the process. And we looked at a lot of different ranches. We were laughing. He now owns a place in south uh, west Wyoming. And Maggie are talk, talking, and I remember, we were in Southeast Colorado during the migration of tarantulas.
1: Oh, and yes, I so remember. we the, the highway. <laughs> we
0: saw all these spots on the road, like, what the hell is that? And we get out, and there's like tarantulas, you know, like my worst nightmare.
1: Yeah. I'll and, never and, be and, in that car. <laughs>
0: and you couldn't even drive, you couldn't drive through the highway without killing them. I mean, there were hundreds,
1: thousands.
0: <laughs> and that was just like, you know. And, and and what we've developed in that relationship to Dudley to you know there's so many people that you get to work with.
1: That's, oh that's, yeah,
0: these it's are, very these, this is a, this is the great this is the great win and 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 even down to the the people you know old school ranchers. I remember Winona, down yeah, woman up in Wyoming, help her here out. We had a C corp issue to deal with. We had all these things. We got through it we became just really good friends. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I look at back at all those and, and I said mm-hmm. that, you know, helping people through these issues and helping get their dream and matching stewards with land. And I, maybe I use stewardship too much. Julie always, you know, he harps on me, you know, <laughs> to find a new word, I guess.
1: but it's true. It's that's why we do what we do. I mean, we, we do what we do because we love the land. Like all you know, all of the things that we talk, talked before this topic um, about protecting the land and stewarding the land, but we also do it because of the people um, that we're connecting to the land. Um, so it was neat this year to reconnect with some of those people and hear their thoughts. And I'm excited for 2023 because we'll have even more guests on to impart their knowledge. And um, I know I've learned a lot. So yeah,
0: yeah. more field excited. trips. More, more field trips in 2023.
1: Yes, that's the New Year's resolution. And the field trip yeah. for those of you who are on is when I actually get to leave the office and go see a ranch. <laughs> it's like the best
0: You yes. to take field trips? Well, we get to take field trips.
1: We get to oh, do I that too. It. Well, so it. it'll be good. But as always, I appreciate you being on here, Ken, and imparting your knowledge. And I'm excited to learn more in 2023 with you. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Bye. And closing out, thank you again for a great year of stories and lessons in ranch ownership. As we look ahead, Mer Ranch Group will continue to be a guide and guiding you on latest news and best practices in the West and be the thought leaders in this industry to help you invest in uh, your future ranch and your dream property. But before we go into those stories and those uh, next live streams and podcasts, if you want to learn more about Ranch Real Estate, please be sure to subscribe to our newsletter on our website at www.merranchgroup.com or just give us a call, 303-623-4545. Thanks so much. See you next time. I'm Haley Mert. I made the episode today with the help of our head of marketing, Mallory Boyce. Big shout outs to Mer- MRG founder, Ken Murr. For more information on the ranch real estate market and other topics relating to ranch ownership, be sure to check out our website, com, and subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for listening to the Land Bulletin Podcast. See you next time.